What up, people? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, 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 this is Laura. And this is Ardeen, and welcome to What Happens After Dark. Yes, welcome. Welcome, welcome. So, this is going to be a new episode about UFOs. Woohoo. But first, we want to talk about some. So, uh, some personal experiences. Yeah, so, why don't you start stuff. with yours since yours is fresh? Yeah. Oh, okay, so I think in the About Me or something, I talked about our, or about an elevator story. So, in this apartment complex where I live, there, I'll get on the elevator with my dog Millie, and either at the top floor, like the door is closing and it's like somebody has stuck their hand in, um, and it reopens, and I can feel a presence gets on. So this either happens on the fifth or the first floor. Okay. Oh, this past week I had the most creepiest thing happen. So Millie did her business. We're coming back in, and we're walking towards the elevator, and she just freezes, will not move. Just like as a pointer dog, just like staring at the wall. But the thing is, she all her hairs were standing up. Mm-hmm. Um, she was frozen, fixated at this wall. And then there's a door that's to the right of the wall, one of the apartments. And she would not bark. She wasn't barking. And Millie barks at everything. Oh, yes. I mean, she's a nonstop barker. So, but I could hear a very like low growl like you know she's probably scared yeah I think she was scared out of her bejesus so anyways she um and so then I quickly picked her up because I could immediately like feel something there and as I looked over into that corner this is the first time I've seen anything usually I just feel it but there was like a a outline of like a dark shadowy figure that hangs out there yeah and it's always in that corner and so I just was like hitting the number five in the elevator like five 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 let's go let's go close door close door (laughs) and so I don't know what it is definitely like a male presence but it's something that's He's dark. Like, it's a dark, evil entity. It's bad. Yeah, it's not good. It's definitely bad. So I don't know what that apartment is doing down there on level one that this thing hangs out at that corner. And usually because they'll, they'll hang out where, you know, they go towards a lot of times where there is darkness. Where they used to live or yeah. where they're... Mm-hmm. Whatever's attracting they him. Con- maybe they conjured it. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's a scary thought. They could have possibly conjured it. Yeah. So, anyways, that was fun. That that gave me. I almost peed my pants. That was awful. mm -mm. Awful, awful. So, I don't know. I just. I still haven't taken Sage down the hallway or anything. And I just. I think what I'm going to do when we get paid this week is go to um, Sacred Energy and buy a bottle. I have the grounding spray, but I'm going to get like one that's protection. Okay. And I'm just going to go over by that door. Unfortunately, we do have like little camera things, but I'm just going to be like squirt, 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 squirt. Squirt. Yeah. (laughs) And squirt squirt in the elevator, squirt myself. With, yeah. with the sage. Yeah, because I, I definitely don't want that coming no. up to my apartment no. with me. And I, I think and I believe that it has come up before, but because I put up protection mm-hmm. wards at my door, it will not enter. Um, because sometimes if I look at the lights that they have on the ceiling, I can see flickering. But sometimes I think, oh gosh, is that just... But now after seeing this guy... And what happened at, to us at the cemetery and really seeing how electronics mm-hmm. die, um, I really feel like this guy's just, uh, he's really bad. And he's tied to this building for some reason. So, yeah. Somebody, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That would be nice to ask someone that's been here since it opened. And well, ask. there's a lady that lives down here and she's got two like bay leaves or something tapped at each side of her door. Oh. And so I want to go talk to her because I believe she is a, a practitioner. Oh. And so I want to find out. I would just like to go introduce myself. I don't want to seem creepy, but yeah. I come off that way and just say, hey, you know, I noticed those up there. I'm also a practitioner. Um, but can I ask you about something and tell her what's been happening? And maybe see. she's been experiencing the same and that's, and why, that's probably why she has those leaves up there because yeah. they are protection oh so, mm-hmm. girl yeah mm-hmm. yeah interesting to be continued <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right as, as soon as I get some more info I'll let y'all know <laughs> 
So I'm going to share on my previous experience at Mama Juanita's. Um, the old house was torn down, so she had to move and rented another house. And from um, the new owner, we knew that the previous owner that lived there had committed suicide. So there's a room that faces the street right next to the living room and I guess that's the room where he hung himself oh no why we don't know did it have the rafters in the, on the ceiling like where or did he hang himself in a closet or was it on rafters I think it was on the rafters but oh, wow. this was something where they had closed it out and fixed oh, it okay, okay so I think because when they're poor they don't necessarily put that you can see the rafters, they don't put the ceiling. Yeah. But I think whoever the new owner is, she was doing some Like fix, updating it. Updating and stuff. Yeah. So, oh. So, sorry about that, my phone. I forgot to turn it off. <laughs> no, I do the same my thing. My bad. Well, I'm, I'm going to do it right I can't now. tell you how many times we, I've got a call and my, and my phone goes off and I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, terrible. So, I remember it was time for the Olympics. And I think the Olympics back then, we're talking in the 80s. Don't judge me. I know. I'm old. <laughs> it was the Olympics. I think it was in China. And, you know, their time difference, like it, their daytime was our nighttime. Mm. And that room was for the boys. And then it was in the middle. It was the parents and then the girls. Yeah. So... We wanted, and they are the ones that have the TV. We didn't have a TV in the girls' oh. room. So I'm, I, it was summertime, so I stayed with them. And we asked them, you know, can we switch rooms so we can watch the Olympics? The guys were like, yeah, sure, no problem. So they switched rooms, and we were, you know, I think it was 2 in the morning or something, sometime around there. Yeah. It was late. We turned on the TV, we were watching the Olympics, and then all of a sudden, uh, we the, the three of us were in the bed. So we're watching it, and all of a sudden, in the corner of the bed, you can feel clearly someone sit right on the corner, and you can see the butt indentation on the bed. Oh, you can hell. clearly see something or somebody was no. sitting there watching no. TV with us. No. We looked at each other and froze and kept our mouths shut. Kept our mouths shut. We didn't move. We just kind of crawled up our legs very slowly. <laughs> Casey felt like grabbing our feet, and we just sat there like, "Oh my god!" And then it must have lasted for us. It seemed an eternity. Oh yeah. But I don't think it was more than probably two minutes or three. You can clearly see the butt lift and the indentation disappear. Didn't the guys warn you that this happens? Or they heard stuff all the time. Oh, okay, so okay. it wasn't new, but uh. we figured we were so focused on, you know, we want to see the Olympics. Mm. We didn't think anything of it. We figured, ah, whatever, you know, if we hear footsteps, we know it's the guy. Yeah. Um, but no, that was totally weird. And so the next day we're like you know what, screw the Olympics, we're going back to our room. And that was the end of it. We switched back with the boys. We did not finish watching the Olympics. We're like, no. You're like, one night's good enough. Yeah, that was enough. That's awesome. Yes, that was, oh my God, that was insane. So yeah, I would have been like, nope. And that reminds me, we're going to be doing UFO today, which I'm super excited for. Yeah. But you remember when we went and watched the movie Nope with yes. the UFO? Yeah. <laughs> so when you said you were going to do UFO today, that was like the first, the first thing, thing I that pictured. Came. <laughs> and if you guys have not seen Nope with oh. Kiki Palmer, you need to go see it because it's amazing. I mean, it is. Intense. Oh, it's on Amazon now. Not is it on Amazon? Cool. Yes. It's intense. It's funny. Yes. Uh, it, it's you'll feel everything. It's a really, really good movie, and it's just crazy. At and the facial end. expressions, oh. everything. <laughs> yeah. the, the brother, he's just like, nope, nope. <laughs> He'll nope. <laughs> oh my God, that was so funny. That was a good movie. Yep, that one is very good. All right, so. I have several locations, but I think we're going to talk about 
Skinwalkers Ranch. I'm not going to disclose the location other than it's in the Winter Basin in Utah. Um, they seem to be very private and have all this security, which I think is over the top and arrogant. But the, I know there's on TV, I want to say Netflix, it has a, a season where they are trying to do experiments to see what's out there and yeah. because they experience cattle mutilations, I guess. Yes. And so they, it's, it's a very interesting um, findings. It is. Yeah. And I've been there personally with my brother. And we were, as we were driving, it was, you can see the clouds except for this perfect oval shape. Oh, gosh. Right above their property. And that was the only spot that didn't have clouds in it. Oh. It was a perfect, like something was there and there was no space for the clouds. But you couldn't see anything other than just this oval shape in the sky. And so we tried to take pictures, but it was big and we only captured like one spot of it. Um, but that's was there. So we went up there and we were trying to tell them, you know, look up. And they were like, oh, you're on private property. You can't trespass, blah, blah, blah. And so we're taking pictures. We're like, we're not trespassing. So we took pictures of the entrance, the sign. And when we started trying to film because we wanted to film before it was gone, they started yelling at us, you are being recorded on camera. And we're like, oh, my God, whatever. Let's just go, whatever. You yeah. know, it's not worth it. So, but it's interesting what's going on in there, to say the least. Yeah, I've know. seen that thing on TV, the show. It, yeah, it was either Hulu or Netflix, and I was just so enthralled with it. But it is, it yeah. It's like, the secret of Skinwalker's Ranch. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's very I'm, interesting. It's very enlightening. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. And so we just left. It's like, okay. You don't want to see what we're seeing. I mean, that's on you. Um, so they are located in the Winter Basin in northeast Utah. The Skinwalker Ranch is also known as Sherman Ranch or the UFO Ranch. It's filled with myths and mysteries, including UFOs, aliens, cattle mutilation, crop circles, and Navajo, which is called the Skinwalkers. Uh, there's like a 480-acre ranch that's located like 3.5 miles southwest of Fort Duchesne. Oh, Duchesne. Duchesne. Uh, yeah, it's in the border with the UT Indian Re Reservation. So uh, the Winter Valley Reservation was created in October 1861. Wow. Yeah, and it was by ordered by President Abraham Lincoln. <gasps> That's Holy pretty cow. cool, yeah. Um, and uh, it was created in January 1882. And in 1886, the two reservations merged. So there was two Indian reservations that merged. It was the Winta and Ore Reservation. Ore? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce these names. No, they o are you O-Ray. It says O-Ray. I think it's O-Ray. Yeah. So for more than 150 years, the UT have lived here in this reservation that covers like 4.5 million acres. That's huge. Yeah. Oh, the Ute. Utes, like the Utes. You know Utes? Yeah, the Ute. Yeah. It's not okay. UT. It's Utes. It's Utes. Thank you. I don't... Pardon... I can't pronounce some of these. Yeah, they're so hard. If so. you correct me, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so the Indians have long said that the border ranch is on the path of the skinwalkers. Uh, and for that reason, have long been forbidden to go near the property. So the skinwalker is, a, is like a malevolent ship shifter. Like in Twilight, the wolves? Yes. They call them skinwalkers. I'm yes. I'm a Yeah, and they take that, like yeah. the Navajo, they take it very seriously. It's like a wolf that turns into a person. Oh, wow. Or vice versa. Yeah. So, hmm. before the Utes moved to the reservation, there were a fierce and warlike people who lived primarily in Utah, Colorado, and New Mexico. 
At one time, um, the Ute and Navajo fought together against their common enemies. However, later, when the Ute first acquired horses from the Spanish, they began to abduct Navajo people and sold them in New Mexico as slaves. Oh, that's sad. I didn't know that. That's sad. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And then later during the Civil War, some youth bands took joined uh, with Kit Carson in a military campaign against the Navajos. Oh, gosh dang. Yeah. So this ended in the Navajo being expelled from their lands and forced to march to the reservation in Fort Summer, New Mexico. Um, Just for protection, probably. Mm-hmm. And that... And that was called the Long Walk of the, the Navajos. They had to walk back then. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so um, though the tribe was allowed to return to their homelands in the Four Corners area, mm-hmm. several years later, the Ute believed that the Navajo put a curse on the Ute tribe for their previous transgressions. Well, I don't blame them. I'd I don't know. I would have. If I can curse, <laughs> man, I'd be cursing people right now. <laughs> <laughs> you better move out of the way, people. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be putting curses left and right if I knew how, girl. Mm-mm. Especially the crazies that we get on the phone. <laughs> I curse you forever. Just shut up. <laughs> I swear to God. Here's some super glue. Use it on your lips. <laughs> <laughs> A gift. <laughs> this is your reward for the month. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so afterward, the skinwalkers began to plague the youth people. The youth believe um, the skinwalker presence in the winter basins extends back at least 15 generations. They don't believe that the skinwalkers live on the ranch, but rather hide out in a place called Dark Canyon, which is located nearby. So is Dark Canyon on Skinwalker Ranch? Is Dark Canyon somewhere we can go without Skinwalker losing their minds? I think so. I don't think it's part of the Skinwalker's Ranch. Oh, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, but it'd be scary. But yeah, we got to think about I'll that. I'll put foil on my head. Yes! Like, like a science, little cone head. <laughs> like in the movie Science with Mel Gibson. And they, and they have those foil cone heads on. <laughs> we come in peace. Yeah, yeah. We'll, br- we'll bring wine. <laughs> yeah. Here, have a drink. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> So, according to reports, uh, skinwalkers have been seen in the area by the Utes numerous times. The witches have been spied near the ranch on the road of Fort Duchesne. Duchesne. And on very areas of the reservation, one account describes them as looking like humans with dog heads smoking cigarettes. Another described them as large, black, hairy humanoids figures that were very fast. I believe that one. Yeah, I believe that one. They're also described as having unusually large, cold red eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. be scary. Others have said that they have seen and taken pictures of very large tracks which skinwalkers are said to leave. Like footprints? footprints. Or like dog footprints? Like probably wolf, but a lot bigger. A lot bigger than a normal wolf. Um, as long um, as they have their cigarette, like you yeah. said there. Yeah. Let's go get some. <laughs> we can take that as an offering. Yeah, let's go find some cigarette butts. <laughs> so the ranch, which takes its name from these shape-shifting witches, was first homesteaded by the Myers family in 1905. And first considered of a few small buildings on the northwest corner of the ranch at the foot of the Skinwalkers Ridge. Later, the original homestead was abandoned and the Myers established a new home on the eastern side of the ranch. By 1930s, it was occupied by Kenneth John Mayers and his wife, Edith Child Mayers. They stayed on the property until 1987. Oh, wow. They were there for a long time. For a while, yeah. Yeah. Uh, During their occupancy, they made no records of any strange occurrences, though some of their neighbors did. 
maybe they were experiencing, but they didn't want people. Maybe they were scared. Scared too. and people didn't want, you know, sometimes they don't want to say because they, oh, they're going to think I'm crazy, you know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. And so in the meantime, other unusual events began to occur in the Winton Basin in 1950s. Numerous reports of UFOs. Uh, this continued throughout the next several decades. Interestingly, uh, these were not the first reports of a strange aircraft in the sky. The earliest mentioned dates from the 1700s when Spanish explorers in search of the Spanish trail passed through the Winter Basin and reporting seeing a craft in the sky over the campfires at night. So do you think, because that's so far to be dated back, so what is the UFOs or the aliens that reside in those, I guess, I don't know, but what are they getting from that area? Like, if they've been there that long, long, and we can't see their colonization, but I don't know what kind of cloaking devices they have, but that's really There's something there that attracts them. That attracts them. And this, about the Spanish, there's a treasure that said that was buried somewhere there. Oh, wow, okay. So, but huh. let's see what it says going ahead. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. The UFO reports numbered in the hundreds, including strange fireballs and aircraft that range in size from 20 to 30 feet across to as large as the size of a football field. Oh, hell no. That's big. That's huge. huge. Like that oval shape we saw, was it was huge. Enormous, yeah. It was like a football shape. Wow. And you can see where, and it was a perfect line perfect oval shape you can see rays of the clouds going up like where it cut the clouds it was so strange i don't know how to explain it but it was pretty cool i'll try to find that picture if i can but it's not it's just like a little piece of it because by the time we took our phones out and with them yelling and all that is like do you think if, do we have to be like right there to see it or could we be back kind of away from the ranch on a road that's public and still be able to see that? You probably could uh, away from it, yes. Okay. Because it was when we were entering mm-hmm. the road that leads to Walker's Ranch. But there was mountains, so we we're trying to get a good spot to take a picture in, and then it kind of faded away. You know, uh, my son-in-law, Diego, his family owns land in up on the mountain, um, in Duchesne. We should I'm, go there. I'm going to ask if we yeah. can go, if they can take us there. Okay. And see if we can see anything from there. I, I've been camping there once, but I didn't know to look for anything. Yeah. At night, you can see it anywhere. It's not just Skinwalker's Ranch. Oh, gosh. we got to go. You bro. can see. And they do tours where you can go four-wheeling, and they'll take you at night to where you can see stuff. Oh, I would do that. We're going to totally do that. Oh, yeah. We got to do that. We'll fi- I'll find out the price and all that, and we'll figure that out and get it done when it's kind of warmer. Yeah, right so now, don't I don't know. I, wanna, I don't yeah, want to no. freeze. So. <laughs> okay, so they were described variously as round, oval, cigar shape, and triangly triangles. Uh, some were surrounded by a glowing green light. Others emanated uh, waved red beans. Others appeared to shoot colored lights from their underbellies. By the 1970s, the Utah Highway Patrol was getting so many UFO calls that the troopers stopped filing, filling out incident reports. Oh my gosh. At the same time, local ranchers also began to report bizarre cattle mutilations that's weird because you see the cattles and it's like they're missing the eye they're missing some organs but they're nowhere i don't care if you are an alien stop mutilating animals or else i might kick your ass we got plenty of veggies (laughs) that's right (laughs) gosh leave the animals alone i know So a retired science uh, teacher named Joseph Jr. Hicks from Roosevelt, Utah, investigated more than 400 UFO sightings in the Winter Basin. He found that the UFO appearances often coincide with the cattle mutilations over the years. Many of the eyewitnesses saw living beings in the windows 
or portholes of the UFOs. Oh my gosh. And nobody can deny, the thing is, with that many mm-hmm. reports, you cannot say that it's not real. There's no way, especially nowadays with all the technology yes. that we have, you pull out your phone, you can get a video in a snap of a finger. You yeah. can't deny it. Yeah, you can't, no. People can say, yeah, whatever, that's fake, it's made up. Yeah, it might be, but not all of them. That's right. Not all of them. Yeah. So I think we're not alone. We are definitely being visited, and God knows from how long. Yeah. I don't think we've ever been alone. No, I think we, I mean, and dating back that far, and back then, there's no technology. So them probably seeing that, they were probably like, so how they do that is carving on the stones and i think there's an area there where there's some stones that have those carvings Mm -hmm. and it has the aliens the ship and everything wow yeah so after the mayor the myers vacated the ranch in 1987 it stood empty for seven years before it was purchased by terry and gwen sherman in 1994 so the couple moved in with their two children and livestock. They were surprised to find that the previous owners had placed deadbolt locks on all the doors and windows, including those inside the house. Oh, I would have had deadbolts on every damn kind of like entrance you could think of. But would Where that is the men out? in black when you need them? Well, and would that really keep them out, though? No. I don't feel like it would. I don't think would. so. No. I think they have uh, telepathic powers oh, that yeah. they make you do what you need to do, which is probably open it and... Unlock the door. Get the damn locks off <laughs> the window. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, even the kitchen, the cabinets, they were all bolted. All of them. The kitchen cabinets where you keep your plates and stuff? Everything was bolted. Yep. There was iron stakes and heavy chains had been installed, which Sherman guests were used by the previous tenants for large guard dogs. Wow. I'm sure they probably did. Oh, my gosh. They probably were experienced a lot. And, you know, there's natural animals you know, cougars, coyotes, wolves, bears, mountain lions, all that stuff. So I'm sure that that too, but there's more than just that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The very day they took possession, the family spotted a large coyote or wolf in one of their pastures, which uh, soon approached, making its way to the livestock pen. It then grabbed a calf by the nose, trying to drag it through the coral bars. Terry Sherman and his father uh, then began to beat the animal to make it release the calf, but they were unsuccessful. Oh, man. Oh, that breaks my heart. Poor little baby cow. When that failed, Sherman shot the animal with a .357 Magnum at point-blank range, but still the wolf held on to the calf. After another shot, it released the calf and just stood there calmly looking at the man being oh, shot. Oh my After a few more shots, the animal trotted off. Amazingly, there were no blood or sign of injury of this animal. So he got shot, but there was no nothing. blood. No green blood, no nothing. blue blood, no nothing. Nothing. Wow. The men then followed the tracks of the animal for about a mile before they suddenly ended, as if it had simply vanished. This was just the first foreshadowing of the events that would follow. So kind of like beat me up, Scotty? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. So a few weeks later... Uh, Gwen Sherman was in his in her car, encountered a wolf that was just too large. Its black was parallel with the top, with the top of her window. The large wolf was accompanied by a dog-like animal that she couldn't identify. Oh my! Can gosh. you imagine how tall? Yeah. Now in Minnesota they have the timber wolves. Uh huh. Those are black and they're huge. Wow. They're enormous. Karina, where she used to live before, there was one that would come, and it was as tall as the 
the fence. Oh my god! It was huge, but it never jumped. Yeah. It would just. She would just bring the dog out, and when she saw it, she's like, "I'm gonna come out with the dog on a leash." Yeah. Um, and she would never leave the kitty out because she was afraid. Oh, yeah, uh, this yeah, one yeah. just can just put the paws on and reach for it. It was that big. Oh my god! They're huge. So over the next two years, uh, the Shermans, as well as the neighbors, reported seeing a number of strange animals in the area. I would love to see those. Yeah. These included exotic, multicolored birds, not native to the region, a tall, dark beast that resembled a Bigfoot or Sasquatch. I believe those are, too. I do, too. Yep. And Yetis. Oh, yes. Yeah. On one occasion, the Shermans saw a strange hyena-like creature attacking one of their horses, which they described as a low-to-the-ground, heavily muscled, weighing perhaps 200 pounds, with curly red hair and a bushy tail. A hyena? Yeah, no, they're not. There's no hyenas here. Maybe it came from Scotland with the curly red hair, you know? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I know. I would like to see some of those animals, and I truly believe it. I mean, we don't, we can't even fathom all the animals that are on this planet because there's so much that is like undiscovered. Yeah, but I don't see. A, I've seen hyenas, and they do not have curly red hair. They're not red. No, no, they're not. No, and they're ugly. Oh, they're nasty. Nasty, nasty, and those are mainly Africa. Mm-hmm. They're they're not. No. They're not in America at all, unless they they're escaped a zoo. a zoo. Yeah, unless they're Then in a that zoo. can see that, but... Mm. Oh, my gosh. So, as Mr. Sherman approached the animal, it vanished before his eyes. Oh. Afterward, they checked the horse and found numerous claws marks on its legs. A few months later, a neighbor reported seeing a similar beast running across their property. So, I think these are... How do you want to call them? The ones that mystical that just come out of nowhere and disappear. Do you think too? Maybe because the they may the aliens may have uh, wanted to like blend in, and so they tried to appear as an animal. I think the or, or the ship shifters. Yeah, to like have that appearance. Appearance, yeah. Oh wow, that's mm. that's crazy. So the um. The Shermans, like their neighbors, also saw strange lights and flying objects, including more than a dozen on one evening. Can you imagine seeing more than a dozen in one night? No. Oh, God. I would love to see that. I would take my sage out there and sage And just shoot. I know. A little rocket. (laughs) Just shoot the sage right up. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i can see us carrying all our crystals when we go we're gonna make a little, a little crystal pouch a little, yeah. that has all the things we all need. of it all the big ones do a little circle yes. surrounded with salt exactly oh my gosh for sure yep that's us on many of the occasions that they spied these UFOs, they also experienced the death or disappearance of seven of their best cows. Four disappeared without a trace, and three more were found dead and partially mutilated. Oh my gosh. Oh, one of the dead cows had a peculiar hole in the center of his left eyeball, but was otherwise untouched. Another was found with a similar hole in the left eye. Like a probe? Like a, yeah. Like a probe thing? Yeah, like a, sing, like a six-inch hole, like deep, like there was a hole. Oh, maybe they took brain matter or something. Maybe. I, mean, I bet if they opened it up, they probably mm-hmm. were missing stuff in. Um, and about an inch deep that had been carved out of their rectum. Okay, so I don't. What the hell? <laughs> what were the, the the? What are they taking the rectum for? <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe the reproductive organs or something. Oh, maybe, huh? Oh, that's to kind of look at it and see how and it functions. Study? Oh my gosh. Oh my god, poor animal. Mm. The last cow to be killed and mutilated had been seen alive by the Shermans' son just five minutes earlier. 
hole. It had a six-inch wide, 18-inch deep hole cord out of his rectum that extended into the body cavity. Did they open it up to see if the organs were still there? Or did they suck it all up through that hole? They probably sucked it all up. It's probably a vacuum. (laughs) Like a big straw. (laughs) (laughs) Yuck. In all, all three cases, there was no trace of blood found. A chemical odor was apparent and no evidence of predators, footprints, or tire tracks. That is so bizarre. That's so crazy. It's oh, my wild. God. That has to be I went, I just, from a different coming world. Up, like, and seeing that scene, like to be the one to come across that scene. And find them. Yeah. Oh, I would have lost my Poor crap. babies. I would have been falling. Ugh. I can't handle animals. No, I don't either. No. I love animals. That makes me sad. You know, we can, we have a, a bunch of serial killers that we would love for you to. I know. You know, you can experiment <laughs> on those and leave our animals alone. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, uh, of the cattle that disappeared, one seemed to have been magically lifted from the snow. Its hoof prints led into a field and then just simply stopped. What? Yep. The ground was littered with broken twigs and branches, and the tops of the trees appeared to have been cut off. Wow. Like, maybe something landed? Like, yeah, maybe just like... Went down and was just hovering and sucked it up. Other strange events were also happening during these years. Pastures would unexplainably light up at night. Uh, The sounds of heavy machinery could be heard that seemed to be operating under the earth. Poltergeist types of activities were occurring, such as items disappearing only to reappear at later times, and strange disembodied voices. Often speaking an unfamiliar language were heard from above. Crop circles of flattened grass were founded on the ranch. Uh, The final straw occurred one evening on May of 1996 when Sherman was outside with three of his dogs. When he noticed a blue orb darting around in the field near the ranch house. He urged his dogs to go after it. The dogs chased and barked at the orb as they followed it into some thick brush. Sherman heard that them make three terrible yelps, and when he called for them, they didn't respond. The next morning when he went to look for the dogs, he found only three round, greasy lumps with what appears to have been scorched spots. The dogs were never seen again. I wouldn't send my Millie girl after something I wouldn't. like that. Why would you send him after an orb? Yeah. If you're not going to go after it, Don't why would you send dog. your dog? That's no. That's, no, I would say, let's go inside. Yeah, let's do the deadbolts. And, <laughs> oh. yeah, let's just lock it all up. Oh, after two years of these terrifying events, the family began to publicly speak out. The first claims about the strange claims about unusual events at the ranch first appeared in Salt Lake City, Utah, Deseret News. And later in the alternative weekly Las Vegas uh, Mercury as a series of articles by journalist George Knapp. He was... um, the co-author, and Colm Kelleher subsequently authored a book in which they detailed their earlier investigations into alleged UFO sightings in the Winter County region. Uh, the vanishing and mutilated cattle, large animals with piercing red eyes that were not injured when struck by bullets. Invisible objects emitting destructive magnetic fields, crop circles, Bigfoot-like creatures, and poltergeist activity. Oh, gosh. I think um, probably that 
Bigfoot can be some type of an alien. Yeah. Because you can never find a dead one. You can no. never find the remains of one. No, they just like all the footprints and stuff and that they the leave. photos uh-huh. and things. But you can never find where they sleep or if one has ever died, if anyone has ever shot one. Mm. I don't know. I, I think they have to do with being from another realm. Yeah. So the Shermans planned to sell the property. However, before they got the chance, Robert Bigelow, a millionaire businessman, a believer in ufology and founder of the National Institute of Discovery Science, offered to buy the property after he read about the events in the newspaper. Bigelow bought the ranch for 200000 contingent on a non- non-disclosure agreement with the Shermans who agreed not to talk further about the events on the ranch. Hmm. From the get-go, he was like, hush, hush. Hush, hush, yeah. Whatever. He wants to be able to mo- monopolize on that money, on everything. And of not, course. Not and be the, yeah, yeah, and discover and say, I discover this, like... You didn't discover UFOs. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln locked that shit down. Yeah. You can't play that. <laughs> yeah. And so did the Spanish. That's right, man. <laughs> so you're you're about um, a few centuries behind. Yeah. <laughs> so then he began to establish a compound with high-tech set, uh, sensing equipment, PhD-level field investigation investigators, scientists and a security detail which guarded the property 24 hours a day. The investigators were tasked with collecting evidence, interviewing witnesses, and searching for explanations. Its purpose was to research and advance the study of various fringe science and paranormal topics, including UFO and cattle mutilation. With little apparent success, the National Institute of Discovery Science was disbanded in 2004. Um. Oh, I guess it says that twice. So, however, the organization was quickly, quickly replaced by the Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies, BASS. It's like whatever, dude. Dude, yeah. you are... Just a big businessman thinking he could come in and kind of take over everything, basically, His probably. last name fits Bigelow. <laughs> there you go. Bigelow Gigolo. Bigelow Fiddy Gigolo. <laughs> Which had, was more secretive and was more apparently working towards having a government sponsor. In 2007, the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, AATIP, was a secret investigatory effort funded by the United States Defense Department to study unidentified flying objects, primarily on Skinwalker's Ranch. In the next several years, $22 million were spent on the program, which investigated reports of UFOs and was ran by the military intelligence official, Luis Elizondo. That's why you couldn't get on there if it was hushed down by the military. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't think it is now. Oh. They have the hazards <laughs> signs. <laughs> okay. They're after cows, not me. So let me in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Luis Elizondo from the Pentagon. The shadowy program was largely funded at the request of Harry Ride, the Nevada Democrat who was the Senate majority leader at the time and who has long had an interest in space phenomena. He was also a longtime friend of Robert Bigelow, of course. Oh, yeah. This information, however, was not publicly known at the time. And I'm making corrections. Uh, until it was released by the New York Times in 2017, uh, when the story broke, a Department of Defense official confirmed the government funding program, and Senator Harry Reid admitted his complicity. Mm. 
So today, parts of the study remain classified, and the Department of Defense has never officially acknowledged the existence of the program, but interestingly, it does admit that the program was shut down in 2012. Someday, all the classified information is going to be declassified because everything's going to break down, and people are going to be able to break into those things and be able to pull all that out. I don't understand why they keep it secret from us. Uh, Dr. Stephen Greer, he's already because he was working in the Pentagon and you should see the Unacknowledged. Unacknowledged is also on Netflix. I'll have to watch that. He puts all these out. He's the first person that actually has footage of UFOs from the military, and he's putting all of this knowledge out there. And they haven't killed him yet? No. Wow. Yeah. So that year, the Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies lost its funding from the Department of Defense as the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program contract expired and was not renewed. This was primarily due to Luis Elizondo's explanation um, that officials feared the public might learn about the program and see its as a misappropriation of taxpayer funds. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think some of these th- things nowadays is necessary. I do. We should know. I think we should get to know about the findings, though. And we're not be prepared for the worst, if yeah. the worst ever comes. Which, if they've been here for centuries and nothing's happened, I highly doubt that they will yeah. now. I don't think they're going to invade the earth and no. kill us. Unless we They would have done it. Back in 1700. Yeah, yeah. They just want to be, you you know, be on their merry way and do what they do. and It's like us going to their... Their planet. Planet, and we want to be there and, and explore and study them. But we don't want to eat them up or whatever. You know, we're going to eat the same... We, we eat the cows. Yeah, but you I want to mutilate their animals. I know, I know. But maybe that's how they get Learn. to it, you know? I don't know. So... In the meantime, the ranch was sold for the rumored amount of $4.5 million in 2016 to Adamantium Holdings, Bigelow's company. (laughs) Then disbanded its security team, but it was quickly replaced by new owners. Uh, the same year, the Hicken Ranch Road, a Utah, a Winta County public road, which bisected the Skinwalkers Ranch, was illegally gated. Later that year, a representative of the ranch owner of Adamantium Real Estate approached the county for a road vacation, claiming rampant trespassing issues led to owners to make the road private. The request was granted. There is no access to the property today, and the gates block the entrance with large warning signs. I've seen it. It's true. Cameras and the whole nine yards. Oh, gosh. In 2018, the Adam Real Estate was issued a trademark for the name Skinwalker's Ranch. Hmm. So if you go there... You can only go right where the sign is. Uh, but there's surrounding places you can go to still experience things. It doesn't necessarily have to be the Skinwalker's Ranch. Oh, okay. okay. So we'll... Yeah, we'll, and I definitely want to talk to Diego and see if we can see anything from their property. Oh, I'm be- I bet. Yeah. I bet. That would be interesting. Yeah, let's ask him. Yeah, for let's sure. Let's ask him if he'll be willing to take us warmer, a night. Mm-hmm. Just like maybe, I don't know, It's over March? March starvation... starvation uh, reservoir or lake there so i don't know if that's oh close. yes it is that's okay. there's yeah. a hotel there that is reported you can see the grace oh wow okay oh then. so we definitely got to go there yeah we got to go there for sure yeah Let, i wouldn't okay. mind camping again let's there. set up a, a, a saturday night to go there yeah i'll talk to diego and shania and see if they we can arrange that that'll cause... be awesome that'll be amazing <sighs> and we'll have fun oh yeah we'll bring snacks Oh, yeah, we'll Water, firewood, yeah. Firewood and everything. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. 
So yeah, that's the Skinwalkers Ranch. Gosh, that was a good one. That is so freaky deaky. Mm-hmm. Freaky freaky. Yeah, oh. it is crazy. It is crazy. Um, and then in, in a another episode, I'll talk about the Blind Frogs Ranch, which is neighbors from them. And those people are cool. You can actually go in there, but you have to pay. But they're pretty cool, and they're connected. Nice. So that's another episode to be coming soon. Yes, to be here. <laughs> <laughs> to land. Yes. <laughs> suck you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so um, the sites where we're um, posting all our episodes, number one is Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Samsung Podcasts, Podcast Index, Deezer, Listen Notes, Stitcher or Pandora, I think they're the same, Google Podcasts, rss.com, and tune in. Yep. And then we've got our email address. We want you guys to send us listener stories for sure, because we'll definitely share them. Um, our email is whathappensafterdarkll at gmail.com. And then um, you can find us at uh, Facebook on Luna Wadley. And then on Instagram as What Happens After Dark. LL. LL. And on TikTok, it's uh, WAD, which we keep saying WAD. It's W-H-A-D, so it stands for What Happens After Dark, but it's WAD 1210. And then our Patreon is also up and running now. Um, What Happens After Dark, you can find our Patreon um, there. And if you do donate, we have three different tiers, and they come with special privileges. So jump on, guys. Listen to us, because there's a lot more coming. Yay! Yep. We're so excited. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. You yes. all have a very great night. Don't get abducted. Yeah, don't get mutilated. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.